Hi, everyone, and welcome to the July 9th, 2021 episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. Back on July 29th, the federal government said it now aims to have all new vehicle sales in Canada be of the zero emissions variety by 2035. That's five years sooner than originally planned. But this doesn't mean the federal government intends to outright ban the sale of vehicles powered by the internal combustion engine. So what does it all mean for automakers? How will we get there? And aren't we really just at the mercy of the United States when it comes to this type of regulation? We'll get the answers to those questions and more when I speak with the head of the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association, Brian Kingston, on this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. Brian, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. Hey, thanks for having me on. Great to join. It's great to have you back. Always a great conversation. Um, let's go back to June 29th. Um, that's when the majority federal liberal government said it's speeding up its goal for when it wants to see every new light duty vehicle sold in Canada to be zero emissions. Uh, it moved its goal to 2035 from 2040. I just wonder what your reaction is to that new target date. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt that this is an ambitious goal. Uh, We've seen other countries uh, announce similar targets, but bringing it forward to 2035, uh, you know, really doesn't leave a a great deal of runway to uh, increase zero emission vehicle sales, uh, which, you know, sit less than 4% right now, up to 100%. Um, So there's no doubt that it's ambitious. um, And what we need to see now is where's the plan to get there? You can announce a target, uh, but you're going to have to have a very detailed plan to ensure that we're actually on track to achieve the target. And so far, no details available on charging infrastructure, additional consumer incentives and education, which are going to be absolutely critical to getting to 100 percent by 2035. Are you like me and find some confusion around this target and this goal in that it's, you know, a mandated target? But what does that mean? It's not law. Um, It's a goal. So how do you get people behind a movement to get there? I just wonder if you're like me and find some confusion in the description of this goal or this target and, and how we're going to get there. Yeah, so I mean, they've moved from a, a what was previously a voluntary target to what is now mandatory, underlining how serious they are about about getting <laughs> to 100% by 2035. The reality is, though, when you look at what is happening in the industry, um, uh, OEMs, automakers are, are already moving largely in this direction. Just over the past few months, um, we saw General Motors announced uh, $35 billion in investment through to 2025 for uh, EVs and uh, autonomous vehicles, uh, Ford, a similar amount, um, $30 billion plus through 2025 on, on electrification. And when you look at Stellantis, they actually have uh, this uh, just coming up is uh, an, an EV day where they're going to outline their electric vehicle strategy. And they have very clear, clear sales targets that they're trying to hit by, by 2030. So industry is moving in this direction. What government's done is now put a, you know, a clear line in the sand that by this date, you can no longer buy a gas-powered vehicle, which sends a message uh, to consumers that, that this is coming. Is mandating this goal, and by that I mean actually signing it into law, actually banning the sales of new vehicles powered by the internal combustion engine, is that the only way 
to reach this goal? Or will we get to 2035 by doing what you just described, having automakers do their own thing, set the agenda and move towards electrification, which will get us there? Or is it a combination of both? Is a law necessary to get us there? No. And the key, the key really is putting in place the supportive policies. Um, you know, you can set a, a goal for anything. I'd, I'd like to set a goal for myself to go faster on my road bike. That's right. fine. But if I don't have a detailed training plan and the commitment to get there, it's not going to happen. So what we need to see now, they put the goal out there, but where's the spending that's going to be required to build a national charging infrastructure? We know that is hands down one of the biggest barriers to getting more consumers in electric vehicles. So there needs to be a clear commitment there and a plan to build that network. On consumer incentives, same thing. These vehicles will continue to be more expensive than a gas-powered vehicle for the coming years. So how do we help more Canadians make the switch? Well, we need programs like the federal ISEB program to have more funding, long-term funding, and apply to more vehicles that are coming to market. That is going to be absolutely critical. And we haven't seen the details there yet. So uh, a lot of question marks remain and, and we're looking for answers to figure out how they plan to get to that goal. You say you haven't seen the plan and you're looking for answers. Is the government coming to you and your counterpart, the Global Automakers of Canada, which represents overseas automakers, is the government and their officials coming to you and asking you what is needed? I just wonder what the conversation is like between the stakeholders, you and the automakers and the government itself, or are they just going it alone and not really consulting with you? Oh, absolutely. No, there are um, regular conversations and interaction with government that we have, and there have been consultations uh, underway over the past few months on on paths to getting to uh, more EV adoption in Canada. So those conversations are occurring. We just haven't seen the outcome yet with respect to what new policies and programs are, are going to be coming into place. And, you know, what we've really been telling government is, is look to what the U.S. is doing. We saw with President Biden uh, coming into office, he's announced through the America's Jobs Plan 174 billion U.S. dedicated to EV incentives and charging infrastructure. Now, this still has to make its way through Congress, so it's inevitably going to change a little bit. Um, but you know, they're they're doubling down. They've indicated the direction they want to go and how they're going to get there, and and they've put significant fiscal firepower behind it. So uh, when we're speaking with the government, we're we're telling them that you know the Americans are moving quickly. We better be ready to step up. I wanted to ask that question. How does the United States factor into all of this? And I ask because right now we follow their lead on fuel standards, for example. Um, it's not the other way around. We don't set standards and expect the United States, the much bigger market, to follow our laws and our standards and our regulations. So are we waiting for that shoe to drop in the United States? Is that the easier way to go about this? Wait and see what the U.S. does and then follow suit? Absolutely. And that that is a, a critical component to this this whole uh, target. First and foremost, we have to wait and see what happens in the U.S. with, with respect to uh, GHG emission standards. We know that uh, we'll see some guidance on that this month in July, and we expect there will be an increase in the stringency level, which ultimately means that to, to achieve these more stringent uh, emission standards, electrification will have to be a key piece of that. So um, we've been telling government, you know, let's wait and see what the Americans do and, and what the ultimate uh, stringency level looks like. And then that will give a good sense of how we get to uh, our target. 
this industry is totally integrated in North America. So Canada has to remain aligned with, with the U.S. on things like GHG emission standards, as, as well as a whole other uh, raft of regulations. That's critically important to the future of the industry. So we're encouraged that government's going to wait and see what the U.S. does, and then we can help craft that path forward to making sure more consumers purchase EVs. Do you expect a plan and some spending to be announced in Canada before the next federal election, whenever that may be, and it's not that far off. Do you expect to see some more details before we go to the polls? That would be uh, uh, the hope. Um, it would be nice to see if we go to the polls or even perhaps during a campaign that the government may uh, indicate uh, a little bit more clarity with respect to how, for example, it intends on rolling forward the incentives program, the ISEP program, uh, maybe some more funding dedicated to charging infrastructure and a clear target put forward around uh, the ratio of, of charging stations to EVs. Those are the types of announcements that you could envision perhaps in, in a campaign. If it doesn't happen then, then we obviously are going to have to wait until uh, post the election, should there be an election, uh, and, and see what, uh, what any new government decides to, to do to, uh, to achieve these targets. But we're going to need some details quickly because 2035, uh, while it sounds far away, it's going to be upon us rather quickly. If it doesn't become law that um, we ban the sale of internal combustion engines, or if we don't reach that target by 2035, how do you and your members plan to navigate a country where some provinces, and I'm talking about Quebec and British Columbia specifically, have banned the sale of ICE vehicles while the rest of Canada is still allowing the sales of such vehicles? How do you navigate a country that has three or four different um, paths towards carbon neutrality. Yeah, well, this is uh, uh, the the classic Canadian challenge that, that <laughs> we face, not just in the auto industry, but literally in, in any business that operates across jurisdictions here in Canada. Um, you have to deal with different regulations and programs and policies depending on the province. And it is very challenging. It's It's very complex. It's very costly. Uh, and it, it's why uh, we're we're always looking for uh, ways to have some sort of regulatory cooperation. Um, and this has been addressed previously, or attempts to, to have been addressed through things like the C uh, Canadian Free Trade Agreement. Um, but we've clearly got a long way to go because, yeah, you're absolutely right. If we now have diverging policies on a provincial basis with respect to ice bans, um, you know, the obvious outcome here is, you know, you could have people trying to bring vehicles from uh, other provinces into provinces that don't have a gas powered vehicle yep. ban. All sorts of challenges are created. So there needs to be a level of coordination. And, and you know, at the end of the day, this is one of our, our key asks to the federal government is let's get everybody in the same room around a table to discuss how we achieve our ZEV targets. Um, those discussions aren't occurring and it needs to happen because this is ambitious. It involves everybody from uh, from automakers, provinces, municipalities, utilities, dealers, uh, environmental NGOs, you name it. There's a huge group that needs to be involved in these conversations and we're just not seeing that right now. Brian, maybe we get them all together on the show and then, then we can solve it together. That, that sounds like <laughs> a future go. podcast for us. <laughs> um, I want to thank you for joining me. Always a great conversation. Great to break down this new goal. We'll see where it goes from here. Great. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. We reached Brian at his office in Ottawa. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. 
And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the Canada Conversations tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody. 